All right, all right, all right. Welcome into the Overreaction Sports Podcast. I am your host, Joe Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. Coming off of a Buffalo Bills loss to the Cleveland Browns. What was that score? 19 to 16 with a three-point spread, giving the Bills three points, which means it's what? It's a push for, for Vegas. Um, so there's nobody coming out of this game happy. Well, maybe I guess the Browns fans and the Browns are coming out of this game a little bit happy, but I'm not happy. I mean, if we're talking about feelings right now, I got a lot of them. I'm angry. I'm frustrated, annoyed. I'm, I'm frankly really confused. I'm just, I'm just confused. Honestly, I, I didn't, I just, I, I, I honestly did not want to do the show today. I'm legit <laughs> bewildered by the things that I'm seeing take place week to week on the football field when our Buffalo Bills are on the field. Legit bewildered. Honestly, cannot like figure out. <sighs> that's, that's, I think there's no other way to describe or accurately put into words what I'm feeling other than (sighs) football games are about situations. We're going to talk a little bit tonight about situations because that's what football games are about situations, whether it's situational football. And if you've been watching football for more than two weeks, you've heard that phrase, situational football. So whether we're talking about situational football as it pertains to in-game situational football, when to throw a deep pass, when to hand the ball off, when to kick a field goal, when to blitz, when to whatever, or situational football as it pertains to during the week. Getting a concept and trying to understand or begin to realize or kind of figure out what it is you think that your opponent is going to do in the game against you. Trying to figure out if you should run the ball against them. If you should pass the ball. Are are they vulnerable to be passed on? Do you expect them to run the ball on you? Do you expect them to throw the ball on you? Situational football, trying to put the quarterback in difficult positions or difficult situations, trying to put the get them behind the stick so that they can't run the football. Situational football. We're just not seeing a lot of great situational football from this football team, from our football team, from the Bills, this year. So there's in-game situations. There's also pre-game, during the week, game planning situations. The plan, the game plan, if you will. And I'm not convinced right now that Sean McDermott is in the offensive coaches like meeting rooms and having conversation with him on what they're planning to do. And if he's not, he needs to be. There's just no there, there just doesn't seem to be an accurate description or an accurate representation of them getting a feel. You know, you always hear about kickers and you hear about golfers and you hear about just athletes and sports sports athletes people that do frankly what I'm doing right now shows people that are on stage getting a picture in their mind of what they expect to happen and then as much as I beat the word up on Friday executing the picture of what they see 
I don't think there's anybody down there on the offensive side of that football in a coaching uniform or a coaching outfit that is getting an accurate picture or trying to get a picture of what they're going to potentially see or want to see from their offense in a football game. You come into a football game where the defense you are playing is ranked 30th in the NFL against the run. They they, they gave up 10 yards per carry to Phillip Lindsay last week. Josh Allen throws the ball 41 times in a close game. This isn't a situation where Josh Allen is like the defense needs him. He's got to chuck the ball over the yard because they're down by three touchdowns or two touchdowns or three possessions. It's a three possession, 17 point game. Nope. It's like nine to nine. Josh Allen's throwing the football 41 times. I'm I'm frustrated, perplexed, flabbergasted. Pick a word. This team, this team, for me, it boils down to this, to, to this simple phrase as it pertains to situational football. What this team can do well, what it doesn't do well, who it's trying to be, frankly of which I have no idea. But the single most obvious thing to me is this team, listen to me, this football team that we're watching is not learning from its mistakes. It's not learning from what it's put on tape. It's not learning from the things that it's failed to execute. It's not learning what it does well. It has not learned what it doesn't do well. This football team is not learning. And and when I say that, it's an indictment on the coaching staff. You know, there's a whole bunch of us that have fears or have had fears coming into this season, and it's been mentioned a couple times, and it was mentioned, I think, a couple times last year over fears of losing Dable or Frazier like to another head coaching job. You can scratch that. That's not happening. If we lose Dable or Frazier, it's because one of them is getting fired or they're both getting fired. Which, thank God, we saw Sean McDermott is actually willing to do when he fired Danny Crossman in the offseason. Because go, be, coming into, I was seriously concerned that he wouldn't, fire his coaches. But you hear this stuff, and I talked about it on Friday over and over again, about execution, about execution. We didn't execute. I got to watch the tape and see if we executed an execution, an execution. And I beat the word up on Friday that I told you that I'm sick and tired of the word execution. I'm over it. And then they say these little taglines. We got we to gotta watch the tape, see if where we didn't execute well. We got to learn from it. They're not learning from it. Not only are they not learning from it, it's almost like they refuse to think about it. This team has no offensive identity. Meanwhile, they go into all of these football games doing the complete opposite. I am so off my notes right now. It's not funny. They're they're doing the complete opposite of what anybody would expect them to do. I don't know how the opposing defenses are even stopping them because they are not doing anything that the opposing defense would expect them to do. They're literally off script. They have a script that's off script, if that makes any sense. It's like, yeah, you might think we're going to do this, but heck, we're going to do that instead. There was a moment I tweeted in this game. It was probably in the third or fourth quarter where it seemed like Dable and Kitchens were trying to out-awful themselves. 
What does that mean? Literally, Dable put together a series and he was like, that series sucked, bro. Good luck topping that one. And then Kitchens like got his team. They got the offensive side of the ball. And he was like, here, hold the, hold my 12 pack. Cause I'm going to show that one up. I don't, both of them were God awful today. But I think what's interesting about the Browns versus the bills is the fact that Josh Allen and his presser, one of the things he said was they threw a lot of man coverage at them, which they weren't expecting. They weren't expecting. Why do you think the Browns threw man coverage at them when they weren't expecting it? Were they playing situational football in their minds during the week? Were they learning from their mistakes? Were they trying to game plan against us? Which is what every team seems to do, but we don't do against them? I got a lot of emotion. I got a lot of anger. I got a lot of frustration. I got a lot of confusion. And I stand by that statement that this offense is confusing. It makes no sense. It makes zero sense. And I got to be careful because I'm already at the risk of ruining this entire show because I'm off my notes, which is a problem. But I'm just, I'm just angry. But we constantly hear, got to learn from it. Got to get better. Sean McDermott starts with me. Could you please just hold somebody accountable? I, you know, I, I, we've had this conversation, and you guys, if you follow me on Twitter, on my, on my regular handle, if you've listened to any of the shows, I've talked about it before, that I'm a, I'm a student of leadership and I'm a fan, um, and I, you know, my job requires me to develop other people and coach them. And a big part of that, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, you know, that, that process, you know, with it starting with me is holding people accountable for their mistakes. A big piece of coaching and developing somebody is showing them what they're not doing right, setting it proper expectations for them. And when they don't meet those expectations, setting them straight. And I love Sean McDermott. I love the fact that he is very much, he, he's about culture. He's about all the things that you want him to be about. Uh, he loves his guys. He loves his players. He loves his staff. He, he, everything that he has, he exudes and personifies integrity and ethics and, and all of the you know, upstanding and honesty and all those things. But I'm not so sure that he's holding people accountable week to week. Somebody has to be held accountable or culture means nothing. Which means that not in the press, which means that behind closed doors, you call people out. You tell people that's not good enough. That's not going to work. We've had this conversation many times. You're still doing it wrong. Fix it. This is your last warning. Or we're going to do something different. It goes back to the word execution, right? Last week, Dawson, Dawson, Knox, mixed, misses, Dawson, Dawson Knox misses a block. Talking too fast. Isaiah McKenzie runs right in, into the defender because Dawson mixes, misses his block. But that's fixable. When you don't execute because you suck at whatever it is you're doing, or you keep making the same mistakes repeatedly because you can't learn from your mistakes, that's unacceptable. And he uses these words in his press conferences, but nothing seems to come of it. Situational football. How many of you believe right now we have a coaching problem? And I'm not talking about Sean McDermott. I think Sean McDermott is the right guy for this job. I think Sean McDermott is absolutely the coach that
that should be coaching the Buffalo Bills for the next 10 to 15 years. So when I ask you that question, think for a minute. Think about what you've been watching. Josh Allen has shown no real progress. I mean, he's showing certain things. He's progressing and he's learning, but it is not necessarily at a climbing rate that you probably want to see. And what I mean by that, because it probably sounds like I'm backstepping a little bit and I'm not. He's, He's doing the same things he's always done, like this year. The offensive game plans are complete opposites of what they should be doing against defenses that come into our environment or come into come come into play against our team and can't do certain things. For instance, when a team is bad at defending the the pass, we run. When a team is bad at defending the run, we pass. This defensive line is getting gashed every single week by opposing team running backs, and they don't necessarily have to be good running backs. They're getting gashed every week by whoever is carrying the ball behind the quarterback. So I want you to separate the players because coaching matters. And I want you to think about the coaching staff just for a minute. Do we have a coaching problem in Western New York? If I told you on Monday, you didn't watch, pretend for a moment that you did not watch this football game. If I told you on Monday that Devin Singletary averaged five yards per carry, five plus, but we lost the game and Devin Singletary only carried the ball against the 30th ranked rushing defense in the NFL, he only carried the ball eight times that your first thought would be, well, they must have given the ball to Frank Gore. Nope. Devin Singletary was the leading rusher in the football game. He carried the ball eight times for 42 yards. What is going on? If this if this offense could just put it together and stop trying to pretend to be something that they're not, and frankly, I don't know what it is that they're trying to pretend to be. It's not like they're out there and they're trying to do some run-and-gun, high-potency thing. They're just awkwardly, bafflingly weird. And I don't think it's necessarily Josh Allen. I, I was tweeting with somebody, the offense is a problem, but regardless of the fact that the offense is a problem, it doesn't mean that Josh Allen's executing anything properly either. It's like the worst-case scenario. We have a bad game plan, and we're going to throw a bad game plan at a guy that's having a hard time executing our bad game plan. So we're basically going to trip all over our feet. We're dancing with two left feet, for lack of a better way of saying it. If this offense could just figure itself out, if these if these offensive coordinators, these people would take 10 minutes and start like self-evaluating themselves or something. And it, I know what you're thinking. You're probably like, well, they must be self-evaluating. That's what they do all week long. I don't know what they do all week long because every single game plan looks the same and it hasn't worked yet. There is no reason with the weapons that we have on this team that they cannot that they should not be able to average 20, 20 points a game or more. 20 points a game or more. Right? You I I'm not, I can't be the only one that sees it. It it's baffling to me. And I'm totally off script in this show. So this show might suck. 
as bad as the Bills offense sucked. Because whatever it is that the Buffalo Bills are putting on out on the field offensively sucks, period. Sucks. And frankly, I don't want to watch it. I'm really excited to see Devin Singletary grow. I'm really excited to see Josh Allen grow. But not like this. Not when it doesn't make sense. This game was just frustrating to me. Super frustrating and perplexing. I'm so confused and angry. We talk about the word execution. I hate it. We didn't execute. Well, watch the freaking tape and fix it. This staff is like situationally inept. It makes no sense. I said it a second ago, whoever this offense is trying to be, it sucks. And it's time for McDermott to pull Dable into his office and be like, I don't know what you're trying to do on offense. You may have sold me something like before the season started. You you were like, oh, well, this is what we're going to do. And this is what we're going to try to be and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, I was like, yeah, dude, that's great. Sounds good. We should be able to pull this off. It's He needs to pull him into his office and be like, yeah, that, that crap ain't working. And I'm the coach. Like, I'm, I'm in charge here. So we're going to change this. Because you suck. You have no identity. And you have a complete reluctance to run the football. Inside of a game plan that your quarterback at this point is having trouble. I hate this word. Execute. Execute. Or figuring it out. He's having difficulty figuring it out. He's got one bread and butter go-to pass, which is that deep dig route to John Brown. And he nails it every single time. I think they threw it once today. Cole Beasley's running wildly open underneath, and they're not throwing him the football. They just don't seem to game plan or pre-think these situations. And it's frankly concerning. So I I want you to ask yourself, I just want you to ask yourself this question. When are we going to see them learn from their mistakes? When are we going to see them learn from what they've put on tape? Because the teams that we're playing against are learning from the things that they're putting on tape. This is a game they should not have lost. They had every opportunity to win this game, if not clearly put it away. Every opportunity. When are we going to see them learn from their mistakes? When are we going to see them learn from game plans that don't work on offense? And I'm, I'm totally brutally destroying the offense today. I get it. It's just where my head's at. I'm disappointed in the entire offense. I'm, in, I'm disappointed in the offensive scheme. I'm, I'm disappointed that we've got a quarterback that isn't isn't able to you know fully follow through and walk through with whatever it is that they're trying to to get him to accomplish i'm just disgusted with what i see and it's confusing and it's perplexing as i've said about a thousand times when are they going to hold somebody accountable and before you jump to conclusions and overreact farther than i'm willing to overreact no holding somebody accountable is not putting matt barkley in the football game because matt barkley isn't winning that game either In fact, if I'm not completely angry at somebody, it's, again, Josh Allen. We're in this boat again because the the last time he walked off the field before the last time, 
Well, the last time he walked off the field, he got his team in scoring position to kick a field goal to tie the game, which is a whole other conversation I'm going to address in a second. The time before that, he put his team up by four points. Well, he could have done more. Yeah, he could have. So could have Levi Wallace. So could have Tredavious White. So could have anybody else on that football team. They could have done more. Rough. Rough. So I'm going to transition over to the things that I'm quote unquote overreacting to, um, which is funny because I've been overreacting this whole entire 21 minutes that I've had you basically listening to me. And if this show was awful today, I'm sorry. This is the first bad win I've seen this season and it's I'm having trouble processing. And I probably should have waited until about nine o'clock tonight. Like I, should, I probably should have waited a good four or five hours before I did this. I started I started jotting my notes down immediately after the game and it probably wasn't the best idea. But these are the things these these are the things specifically outside of what I've already been talking about, which is the offensive as a whole and the coaching staff. These are the things that I'm overreacting to singularly as it pertains to this football game. The first one, you're all going to be with me. Stop throwing the deep ball. Just stop. It is mathematically impossible to be this bad at throwing deep balls in the NFL. In the third, in the third quarter, he dropped back. I don't know how far he dropped back. It seemed like a long ways. And when he and when he when he launched that football, as soon as it left his hand, I was like, "There ain't nobody on this team that fast." That ball left the frame in a hurry, and the trajectory was not straight up in the air, but it was high. And I knew when he let it go, it was gonna it was gonna be seventy yards downfield and miss whoever by 10 yards and it did it missed Cole Beasley who was double covered by the way by 10 yards it's just not there he's overthinking the deep ball unbelievably in his presser today they asked him about the deep ball and what what are the challenges what's going on you have the arm you've got all the talent in the world why can't you hit the target and in, and he said he didn't say I'm scared but he inferred it he basically said, you know, I'm overthrowing the ball a little bit. I think it, it's just something that I'm doing because, you know, I, I don't want to throw the interception there. So literally, he is carrying around in his mind, in his head, the Patriots game still. Where he overthrew, then he underthrew, got intercepted, start overthrowing again. Just let it go. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, who cares? We don't need it. They don't need the deep ball to win. They don't need it. This offense is not incapable. This offense is not inept as much as the coaches seem to do everything they in their power to make it inept. This offense is not inept. They've got talent. The offensive line played great today. Great. I've already hit on the other one of the other things that I'm overreacting to today, which is that this staff is completely lost on situational football. Completely lost. And I don't know that I need to expound upon that anymore. This is going to come up later in the week in my next show. We had two two-minute drives today. The Bills tried for field goals on both of them. I know what you're thinking. Oh, they didn't try for a field goal on the first one, Joe. They were going on the, down the field and they were throwing the ball and blah, 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 blah. 
They were tiptoeing their foot into the deep end of the pool to find out if it was even possible for us to maybe somewhat think about maybe potentially getting a touchdown, but oh, no, no, we can't. Okay, we'll just kick a field goal then. And they missed it. There was no real attempt or try. And the last one, they did it, and they did it again at the end of the game. They had two two-minute drills. And then in the second one, in Josh Allen's presser, he said, we knew we had to get to the 30 or the 32. We couldn't do it or we didn't do it, blah, blah, blah. And he missed the field goal. They weren't even... McDermott said it. I was hoping to get the game into extra time. Why don't you hope to win the game? Why don't you do something that's going to put us in a position to not go into extra time and just walk off the field winners? This, they're just, it's just, they're situationally inept. It's amazing to me. I just can't, I I can't, I can't, I can't wrap my head around it. These guys, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a professional coach. Like, and all of us, I see it on Twitter. We all just sit there and scratch our heads. Like, what is going on? How about this one? Overreacting. Remember when I said that the AFC was wide open? Yeah, it's not really wide open anymore. In fact, this is looking at our upcoming schedule. What seemed to be a potential cakewalk now seems challenging. And it seems challenging because of the fact that this team isn't learning from its mistakes. They're not fixing their problems. Game plans that aren't working, they're still continuing to try to force It's not all bad. It's not all bad. Edmonds had a great day. Tremaine had an incredible football game today. He played incredibly well, and I am super excited just to see him continue to grow and play well. You know, if you're talking about overreacting, you know, I've got friends of mine. I was in Columbus, as I told you guys, I lived in Columbus, Ohio for 13 years. I have a lot of friends who are Browns fans. It's difficult. I don't generally troll people. I don't generally smack talk. I've just found since the inception of social media that if I get on social media and smack talk, the Bills lose. And then I just sit there with egg on my face. And I know some of you are all about it. And that's cool. If, you, if you've got that swag that's, that's, and you're all about that and you can take the heat in the end when it doesn't work out the way that you think it should probably work out, more power to you. I'm just not that guy. And I'm... I'm a pretty direct, blunt, sarcastic dude, but when it comes to something in ink that's permanent, it's just not me. And by ink, I mean something on a computer screen that can't be taken away. So all that to say this, I don't really, I don't really troll people. And this week I was having a hard time even more so because I have so many friends that were Browns fans or that are Browns fans. And the amount of Browns fans that are my friends that were texting me like after this game or during the game, just talking about the Bills defense and the and the, the defensive stand, particularly as it pertains to, you know, the goal line stands, they were just like they were super amazed. Um loved that. They loved Tremaine Edmonds, as I said. They loved what they saw from Tredavious White. Um they were just really excited, just about not excited, you know what I'm saying? Like they were just impressed. So yeah, I mean that whole goal line stand stuff was pretty unreal. Um, so if you're if there's something to overreact to tonight, if there's something that you want that's going to put you to sleep tonight, it's going to be that because if you think about the offensive side of the ball, it's not. It's just going to keep you awake, and you're going to like Monday's going to suck. But that goal line defense, man, I don't know if it was ten or if it was eleven. 
there was a lot. There was a lot of there was a lot of goal to go situations where the Bills just shut them down. Like it was incredible, incredible. That was actually like the best situational football we played, other than the fact that they took a bunch of penalties, which gave them first downs. Which <laughs> I was about to pull my hair out. But yeah, it's uh it just wasn't a great game. It just wasn't a lot of fun to watch. And frankly, for me, I'm just over it. I just I want to I want to put this one behind me as I'm sure they do too. But now is the time when I want to take a minute and read your tweets. So I tweeted out just after the game, well, I am angry. So this is me. What you got, Bills Mafia? Give me your emotions, your raw, unbridled, gritty emotion. I will be reading your tweets on my show, Overreaction Sunday, coming shortly. And this is, in fact, an Overreaction Sunday. And there's a lot to overreact to today. So I'm going to give you a couple. Pamadonna, at Pamadonna says, the whole team lost that dang game. WTF, wide receivers dropping passes, D struggling, Josh overthrowing. This is like <laughs> this is like a poem. Play calls, Hauschka, even though he rarely misses and I still have faith in him. It was a crap show. Several minutes of good playing isn't good or isn't going to always win the game. She's absolutely right. She's absolutely right. Mark actually replied replied to her, which is at Super Mark or Super Mank. Um, not Mank, not Mark Mank. So at S S U P R M A N K. Team isn't as good as the hype, sorry to say. I want to be wrong, but you can't win with this style of offensive schemes. He's dead on the money. Maybe 9-7, and seven, but hoping for 10-6. and six. Eric Doche at edosh81. A Pittsburgh and Indy win will make this a very tough path to the playoffs. That is a solid tweet, my friends. Solid tweet. Luckily, when I left, down, when I left the TV, Indy was losing to the Dolphins, but let's be honest, the chances of the Dolphins winning two games in a row, slim and none. Slim may have just left town with the Bills. <laughs> See what I did there? Oh, he replied to himself, said, uh, a loss versus Miami ends the season. <laughs> Dave Thorpe at Saxa Dave. Have to blame Dable first and Allen's read of the field second. Crazy calls, but Allen didn't even look at some wide open receivers. The D kept us in it. I want to. I, I actually want to. I want to. I want to take a moment on that. So there was a couple people that were talking about Allen not reading the field. That's not true. Allen does go through his reads. He doesn't go through three or four progressions, but he'll go through two, sometimes three. But the reality is, a lot of times the guy that he's trying to find is open. I've also was told on. I joined the Bills Mafia Facebook page. I don't know how many of you guys are on that. I was told on there this week that Josh Allen never throws with anticipation. Also not true. Uh, there was the Cole Beasley play that they showed the replay where they were looking straight at Josh's eyes, and Josh let that ball, ball go before Cole Beasley got turned around. That's the definition. That's what an anticipation throw is. So we have to be careful, in my opinion, on some of the criticism that we're giving Josh because I think there's a narrative out there that we want to make for him. So, yeah. Anyways, getting back to this one. So, uh, again, at Saxa Dave, where was I? Uh, first quarter aside, the D adjusted well. Red zone D was phenomenal. We lost that on offense. Missed 34-yard field goals, inexcusable. But so is asking Hauschka to kick a game winner from 53 yards after a previous miss and being 0 for 4 from 50-plus. I actually corrected him. It wasn't the game winner. It was a game-tying field goal, which he was like, oh, yeah, that's right. No no big deal. We all make those mistakes. And I'm not here to, like, burn people for just misremembering it. It happens to everybody. Even though some of you don't want to admit it happens to you, it happens. It was close thanks to Edmund's safety. and Oh, that safety, right? Man, that safety was fantastic. 
And Feliciano's acrobatic fumble recovery, at what point does the D lose faith because the offense can't score against the Girl Scouts? He's not wrong, and it's probably close. It's probably really close. Joe Porter at Super 12 Joe says, hopefully Levi Wallace, Lee Smith, and Stephen Hauschka are left in Cleveland so they can walk home. <laughs> they don't need to walk east. They can walk west. Le- Levi Wallace, I got nothing. I mean, he gave up the touchdown to to Landry in the first. He watched the ball come in the whole way on the deep, the long ball that put them in the play just before the final touchdown by the by the Browns. He watched the ball come in the whole way. And when he reached out to swat it away, he missed. I was doing that when I was 12 years old. Like, he's, he's getting paid millions of dollars to do this thing. He wants to see them left in Cleveland so they can walk home. Really hurts the eyes to watch the product this team puts on the field. I'm telling you, it's the coaches. I'm telling you, it's the coaches. And I'm telling you that there's just, there's no creativity. They're not learning from their mistakes. And there's no accountability right now. They just have this thought. They've got this plan. They've got this scheme in their mind. We're going to execute this no matter what. And it's just not happening. Bills Mafia 101, which is at, that's interesting, Bills Mafia 101, and his handle is Bills Mafia 111. (laughs) Simple. Dable, some O-linemen to be determined. Lee Smith and Trent Murphy all got to go. Otherwise, he's good. Jamie, which is at Rockin' Awesome 17, I'm out angry chain smoking in my truck. Dang. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, I might take up smoking tonight. They'd probably give me a cooler voice, right? I've been told a lot recently since I started this thing that I've got a voice made for radio, and I'm like, well, i got a face made for radio too, which is the bump bump obvious joke, right? But no, it, uh, yeah, I'm right there. Out angry chain smoking in my truck. Dang. <laughs> BMAC at B-E-G, B, sorry, B-E-E-G-888 says, I feel like we will be lucky to finish 9-7. and seven. Either the Jets or Miami will beat us later this year. Changes need to be made on the offense. Lee Smith must go. Dable's play calling must change. We need to work on Allen's long game. I don't think they need to work on Allen's long game. Like I said, I think they just need to abandon it. Let it go. It's something's in his head. He's carrying something around in his head, and he's just he just can't he just can't get there. So just walk away from it until something happens. It's almost like it's it's almost like they're forcing something with him handcuffed. Like don't throw an interception, but throw the deep ball. Like if that makes sense. Renaissance man. At Bills fan diehard says, F the Browns. That's all I got right now. Too damn heated to think. He probably hasn't cooled down yet either, because I haven't. Alex Lamb at Mr. Alex Lamb says, Fire Dable tonight. Where does an offense average 17 points a game and allow those OCs to continue running their offense? He's got a point. He's got a point. And, and not only, and I've said this 15 times tonight, not only does he keep running the offense. He keeps running the same offense. Nothing is changing. Like, what gives? BMAC is back at BEEG888 says, the national media is right. We are not as good as our record. PFF is correct with putting us uh, around 20 in the power rankings. Our offense is pathetic. I just got a couple more from, for you. Marty Finucane, my buddy Marty says, uh, fire them all. <laughs> So I don't know if he means the staff or the coaches or all of them, all the above. Um, it's to be hard to field the team against the Dolphins next week, which should be a dub if we have nobody. 
uh, Christopher, uh, which I can't get to his handle. Hang on a second. It's uh, at Captain America, Captain America, C-A-P-T-N underscore M-U-R-I-C-A, says Dable is a terrible offensive coordinator. At least we all are on the same page. Left Dawkins on an island with Garrett. Lee Smith is the most penalized player in the league. That dude is just yeesh. Allen ain't it, and the run defense is still, he says cheeks. I don't think that's the word he meant, though. Maybe he did. Maybe it's a word that I'm too old to understand. The last one I got for you tonight, at MN Bills fan, Mike Potts says, Lee Smith seems to have boneheaded negative plays every week. Is he worth a roster spot anymore? Isn't O'Leary available? I was going to give you guys some stats. It's just not worth it. I mean, Josh Allen, all you need to know is that Josh Allen threw the ball 41 times. And that Devin Singletary ran the ball eight times for 42 yards. At the end of the day, the Bills didn't look good. At the end of the day, this is a loss. At the end of the day, this is a, a game they should have won. This is a game they could have won. And in the in the NFL, you know, what matters is what happens at the end, which is the W or the L. And this is a game that I bet they're going to wish they had back. Even if they had won this game, it was going to be another ugly win. This team is a long ways away from putting it together. And I guess maybe that's what we're in for. Maybe, maybe we're not trusting the process. So maybe I'm maybe I let this slide a little bit as I think to myself, if I was trusting the process, what would that look like? Maybe I'm just not trusting the process. And maybe part of the process is you got to go through, like all of us, right? So all of us at one point in time when we were a teenager were really ugly. There was no, everybody always has that weird phase, that weird stage of life where you just don't look good. You got pimples all over your face. Your teeth are jacked up. Like just something isn't, your, your legs are too long. You're gangly, whatever it is. Maybe that's just where we are with this football team. Maybe we just, maybe it comes back to what we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks, expectations. The problem as I let you go from this show tonight is I'm is as I'm trying to manage my expectations, which were nine and seven. I did not expect to see inside of that situationally inept football all the time. I did not expect to see as I was promising to trust the process, as, as I was promising to give them space and give them time and give them rope and give Josh Allen patience as he's not a complete player yet. I was not expecting to have to balance or deal with seeing just inept play calling and, and and them not learning from their mistakes and seeing the same stuff over and over and over again. But hopefully, you know what? The Dolphins are coming into town, into town this week. Or no, I guess we're going to Miami. And tomorrow's a new day. And in 24 hours, we'll shake this thing off. And the reality is, is next week, if they beat the Dolphins, we're all going to be excited again. The Bills will be 7-3, and 7-3 and three is not a bad record. 7-3 and three is something to be proud of. I just need to see more from this coaching staff. I need to see more from this team. I need to see accountability. I need to see better situational football, both in pregame planning and in-game execution. I just need to see more. Thank you guys so much for listening to me tonight. I apologize for the emotional crap show. Um, I'm not super 
level-headed or clear-thoughted, like whatever that word is. I don't have a lot of clear thoughts right now. I'm not a professional at this. Not only am I not a professional and still learning at this thing, I'm probably not the greatest at it either. I'm just trying to tap in and bring some levity and content and some, I don't know what the word is. I'm just, I'm just out here talking. So if you're out there listening, I hope that you're enjoying and kind of tuning into and feeling what I'm feeling. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for listening. This has been the overreaction sports podcast. This is and was an overreaction Sunday. I'm hoping that, uh, on Friday I'll be feeling a little bit better. I think I will. I've already got the story for, for this week for Friday. So be looking for that. And then it's, uh, you know, in the famous words of Bill Belichick, we're we're onto the Dolphins. We're onto the Dolphins. So I hope you guys have a great week. It's going to be cold out there, kids. So bundle up, stay warm. We'll see you guys next week. And as always, go Bills. <laughs>